Welcome back to another episode of Memory Jogger on the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Thank you everyone for subscribing, listening to us, and we are back to once again jog our memories and run down a few childhood dreams from the 80s and early 90s. I am one of your hosts, Jason, who you can call for $2 the first minute and 50 cents each additional minute. Or if your long distance phone bill is adding up, you can dial 101010321 10-3-2-1 and save some money when you talk to my fellow co-host Wyatt. How are you, sir? Great. Man, I messed those 101010321s. I don't think I ever tried those. I was too scared to be not it'd be like a scam, you know. Oh, we did. I I remember dad uh we would get little Things in the mail to put up on the fridge, magnets and whatever else, or he'd cut them out of the paper and put them up on the fridge. Dial this if you're gonna call long distance. <laughs> and I, I guess it worked. You know, whatever it was, ten cents a minute, or I can't remember what the what those charges were. But you know, back in the day, those long distance charges, the the phone companies depended on that. All the landlines. You oh know. yes. Well, working at radio, when we worked at WCPA, all those news talk, they always had ads for stuff. And one of them was for a phone card. And a few months before I left from the military, I thought, I'll get one of these. And at least it'll be slightly cheaper. I don't, I can't remember the minutes, but, you know, you put $25 or whatever on it. Mm-hmm. And I, now I toted that thing around. I renewed that card for at least my first year, maybe second, two years before. I finally caved and went to whatever long distance was around AT&T mm-hmm. or whoever. But I had that car for the longest time. And that was one of my things I'd bought, you know, listening to news talk. That's all you listen to. I actually paid attention <laughs> for once. <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe I should get one of these cards. That might actually be a good idea. Ring them up from the studio. I think I rung them up. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the ad worked then on you listening to it, it probably did. once a night, if not more. <laughs> it did. You know, I'm I'm going on a bunny trail just for a slight second. You know, I said that we weren't allowed to talk on WCPA. Mm-hmm. None of us. Well, except for Jason. But, you know, we're the part timers. We're not supposed to. Well, I've completely forgot how I worked around that loophole. And my dad said something. He came down to visit. And we said, oh, I heard you say WCP. I heard you saying something talking on the radio. I said, when did I talk? We're not allowed to talk. Because all I heard you. And it hit me. Oh, yes. I used to get on those talk shows on Sun Radio Networks. And that was my loophole to talk. They'd get on something. <laughs> and it was usually about a product. It was never really about, you know, politics or whatever's going on in the day. It was just straight out. What we're selling this, this, and this. What would you think? Okay, and I just picked up the phone. And, hey, this is Wyatt from Clearfield, and yeah, you're talking about this. Like, <laughs> and my dad caught me. I completely forgot that uh, I pulled the front. Uh, so you did. You did get on the air then, in a roundabout way, just not on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, we are uh, up to episode 18, and as we alluded to in the intro, like we do. We'll be discussing our times of the telephone and our memories, you know, when you actually had to push buttons on the telephone to call somebody or even rotate the little dial. Oh, I had those. We're just going to kind of go back through our experiences with those and 
with novelty phones, uh, some prank phone calls that we did and the like. So this is our topic for episode 18 of Memory Jogger. And uh, as we do, we like to start off with a little feedback, which it's been a while since this feedback was left. But we uh, we like to give a shout out to our followers and uh, and thank them for listening to our stories and everything. Uh, one of our biggest fans, Jero Space, he left a couple comments for us. One on Memory Jogger the movie, and he said, "This is so cool! What a great way to document your past for your children, not to mention us listeners." Watching this, I had to smile because we are around the same age, having done the same things as kids, and now we're driving SUVs with child seats in the back. <laughs> yeah, in the video, if you remember, Wyatt, when we oh, yeah. first headed off there, <laughs> and, and throughout the movie, we're going back and forth in the cockpit of your uh, minivan and oh, seeing yeah. the car seats in the back. <laughs> That's, That's the it. life we live now, yep. That is what it is. <laughs> I still want an 18 van. I'm trying to convince Julie to let me get a van. I'm going to get it up and try to do at least a mock-up of it. And she's just not sold on any big full-size van yet. That is the van to have if you're going to go that way. But eh, You could always, you know, paint your your minivan and get a red spoiler on top and grill guard in the front, you know. I've toyed with that. The problem is I think of resale. And I know not too many people would think that was pretty cool as a resale. <laughs> I think I dropped the value on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, a few more uh, comments here for feedback on our uh, hometown restaurants and forgotten foods episode. Joe Space said, now this episode brought back a lot of memories I had completely forgotten about. Some of my favorite drinks as a kid were the different types of Shasta and Bubble Up. Um, I'm not sure if you guys had it or not, but it was kind of the knockoff version of 7-Up. I ate just about all of the things that you guys mentioned for snacks, too. The other thing that I could think of was Lowry's Jerky. It came in a can, and there must have been 20 sticks in it. Maybe you guys had that, too. Uh, I don't remember that. Mm. I remember just the you know regular jerky you find in a bag, the Slim Jims, or you got the... Slim, stuff yeah. looking stuff. Yeah, Slim Jims and the the shredded stuff in the can was, is mainly what I remember. Yeah. Uh, we have a uh, a new fan, Karen Flieger. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she said, uh, this was over on Facebook. I just started listening to your podcast last weekend. I'm really enjoying the Memory Joggers. This was the first episode I listened to because it's the first one I downloaded. But I loved it. I had an idea for a show topic while listening to your mixtape episode, the local chain or record stores. I had memories of shopping at Turtles, Coconuts, Tower, and Sam Goody in the late 1990s to early 2000s. I worked for Sam Goody uh, slash Musicland's entertainment megastore, which was called Media Play. I worked in the book department That put my bachelor's in English to good use, but every once in a while, when a customer stumped the music department, they would send their customers over to sing to me. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, that could be fun. I do remember a couple record stores. Yep. There was one uh, in the mall, I remember, kind of down from Fashion Bug. Yes. that, uh, That was there for quite a while. Uh, I remember buying some tapes in there. 
mainly. Mm-hmm. And then up by County Market there in the Kmart Plaza, there was a a record store for a while. I remember buying I remember buying CDs there mainly. Right. That would have been uh, you know, early mid nineties. That was during the Columbia House era when I wasn't <laughs> getting those from them. I was up there at that right. one. Uh, so yeah, we did have a couple of those around, and it was definitely a unique experience. Uh, there's actually still one in the Dubois Mall that's uh, it might I don't know if it's Sam Goody, but it's one of those that's music and movies and all the media. Well, I know we had a Sam Goody over there in the Nittany Mall. That's one of the things we came across when we did our little end of year senior skip day. Oh, okay. And I remember so, walking there. I'm like, this is actually really cool. There's so much more than what Clearfield offers. <laughs> I, think I, I think I even made a comment to someone, whether you or Leaf or someone. I said, I think this is all three, all the the Ames, the Kmart, and the two stores combined all in one there at the uh, mm-hmm. Mall. Yeah, that was quite a bit bigger and a lot more stores. I, that's where I bought my uh, my lava lamp at the Spencer's there. Still have it. Yes, <laughs> yes and I, that, that's where I bought the uh, the Beavis and Butthead keychain as well. I had a I had a the great Cornholio on a keychain, and he hung in my uh, car for a long time, and he finally just basically fell apart. Like his little, you know how Beavis's like lower jaw hangs yeah. out. It just fell out, <laughs> so he didn't well, have he a lower. Was, well, the last time I remember seeing that wasn't too long ago. It was on our road trip to forty. I think that's when I saw it last. Uh huh. It was just within the last couple of years. It it just finally came off the keychain and fell apart. <laughs> anyway, one more uh, comment we've got responding to. That same podcast, uh, when we put it up on Twitter, was at All 80s Weekend. They said, uh, never been to this part of Pennsylvania, but I still love hearing people talk lovingly about where they grew up and the spots that they hung out at. And the discussion about old foods is a bonus. So thank you for that, All 80s Weekend. Yeah. Uh, we That was a, a fun episode. Just I love kind of combining stuff. So we talk a little bit about our experience and memories. And then we have a little, almost like a little history lesson too. <laughs> Seems for, like, somebody, yes. for somebody that didn't, you know, either grow up in the area or wasn't familiar with what we dealt with, or just a, maybe a younger person that, you know, that didn't grow up in the eighties and they're not going to have any memories of using rotary dial phones, you know, <laughs> that's it. And that's what I like about so, our memory jar because it, it I never thought about it as a history thing, but I guess it kind of is because we talk about things, you know, we, heck, you know, I, I go back to the radio station, but think about the carts. I mean, no one thought people used carts. Heck, no one know, thought about that. I didn't think about that until I showed up at the radio station. I thought uh, as I, I was always kind of, uh, I guess, innocent about it in that I thought Bob sat there every day and just, you know, every time there was a commercial, you know, He'd sit there until I saw it. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, just to tape it and let it do its own thing. I mean, naive. That's right. what I was trying to think of. But still, I mean, the, the you know, an eight track style looking cart. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we run in the radio station. And now we got computers. So, um, and it's fun. I talked to a radio guy here and I still 
punch at him a little bit. He's been in the business for 18 years, he says, but he's never seen a cart machine. Like, come on, dude. Oh, wow. Now that, that makes me feel old. <laughs> and <laughs> I know we him. were. I'm teaching him as he's on the air. I don't talk on the air. I talk like via email. And uh-huh. I'm like, I, Dude, don't you guys have a this this? And like, I've never used one of those. I'm like, oh my gosh! Holy cow! We were kind of on the tail end of the I guess what I would call the analog era because it was we were right on the digital era as we were headed out of WCPA, and then when I got into college, we were we still hadn't made the transition to digital on the air. We were still using a hi-fi. VHS tapes basically to record six hours of whatever, right? Uh, six hours of shifts and play during our overnight. That was our automation. <laughs> and, okay. when the, and when the tape ran out, it was wait for it to rewind and then we're back on the air. <laughs> Seriously. Dead air. Dead air. Oh, it's rewinding. Give it a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you get about six or I don't know if we had eight or if it was six hours, but you know, usually our last shift at the, at the college was around 11 and we had enough to, to get us through, you know, the night. And then it usually whenever sometime during the, the early morning hours, it would rewind and get us back going and the whole clock would be off, you know, because of it takes like, you know, two minutes for it to rewind. So you wouldn't get a uh, an ID until like five after four after the hour, and it was uh, it was kind of off. But anyway, that was another little Tangent. bunny trail. But uh, let's get back to the show, and uh, we like to do these little icebreakers before we get into the main topic. You want to take the first one here, since uh, you are the Airwolf fan. I well, I think we're all Airwolf fans, no matter who we are. True, but <laughs> yeah, we have lost the. I'll call it the main pilot of Airwolf, Jam Michael Vincent. Uh, Most of you probably already know that he's passed away, but if you haven't heard that news yet, he passed away on February the 10th of 2019. Uh, He was Mm -hmm. battling a lot of things. Some of you might know that he was battling alcoholism. Mm -hmm. I know he had a rough life afterwards. He pretty much just faded off the radar pretty much after Airwolf. I think there was a couple of things that he had done, but he really fell off. But nonetheless, uh, uh, we've, I've seen memes and pictures, you know, that that all three are now up in, up in the heavens patrolling the skies because we lost Airwolf. The original Airwolf chopper crashed over in Germany when they sold it. So really? original Airwolf is gone. Dom went, Ernest Borgnine. Now we got right. uh, Jan Michael Vincent up there. So Yeah, yeah it was interesting. I had forgot I put that note up there or maybe it was you uh, when we originally created these notes. And then I saw today that little link you put on my Facebook page about one of the replicas being transported on a tractor trailer from museum to museum, I guess. Right. Well, that muse I I'm, I've read the article. I think that's the chopper from the, that mansion that's for sale out in, out in uh, California. Oh, okay. And trailering it to a museum to sit. And that's the one it took me a figure it took me a lot of reading to figure it out. That's the one that the guy did. He bought a shell of a Bell two twenty two. He had it out in his front yard, which is hilarious. You see a helicopter in someone's front yard. <laughs> um and he redid everything, made it a, a replica, 
it had it was the one that hung in a museum and aviation museum up in kentucky then they had to get rid of it for some reason and that's it landed itself it got sold and it landed itself on that mansion and now it's coming back to a museum so gotcha, gotcha. yeah it's it's pretty impressive that bird yeah that'd be uh quite a sight you down the interstate and you see airwolf on the flatbed pickup <laughs> you know uh, to stop the guy like dude can let me let me pretend please yeah i'd be <laughs> handing the phone to whoever's with me in the car quick get pictures i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cruise beside it for the next 10 miles you well, know i try to run and hijack it not that it's gonna go <laughs> turbo oh it's dead <laughs> <laughs> well that was a that was a fun picture today um one that i just put up here now my uh, my son is into this game, Rocket League, we play on Xbox One. It's basically uh, soccer with cars, and it's pretty fun. I've gotten into it a couple of times because they have released like Hollywood movie vehicles and such a, a couple of times. They've got some Batmobiles on there. They've got the Back to the Future DeLorean and the uh, Jurassic Park Jeep. So they're slowly releasing these pop culture cars to the game. And that's usually when I'm, I get back into it. And they just announced they're doing this summer event. It's called Radical Summer, starting uh, June 10th, which is Monday, while we're recording here. And they are bringing Ecto One and Kit to the game Sweet. this summer. So you'll be able to hit that big soccer ball around and boost in the uh, Ecto One. There's some kind of slime like boost that comes out of the back. They have a trailer up, you can see, on YouTube and also on the Retro Network, if you want to. I I put a quick story up there. But each car, when you buy these packs, they come with special little accessories. And then every time you score a goal, there's this huge explosion and it does something special. And uh, with the Ecto-1, at the end of the trailer, you see the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man kind of come out of the soccer goal. And start walking, and then he explodes into marshmallow. It, it, it was it's awesome. Jackson and I were watching the trailer, and it went through the whole thing. And then, as it's coming to the end, they do that goal explosion. We're like, yeah, yeah! We're just screaming. <laughs> we're so excited. And uh, and then later, I think towards the end of July, they're going to release the Night Rider pack, and they haven't really said yet what. Uh, what other special accessories and stuff are coming with kit. But uh, usually you can do custom paint on them and there's usually something special. I was hoping that they, when they would do the, cause you, you get boost during the game so you can hit the ball harder and actually fly up in the air and such. I was like, okay, when that happens, he needs to have like super pursuit mode come out of the car oh, because yeah. I know they can now I've got the back to the future DeLorean. I was just playing today. And when you hit your boost for a, a long period of time, the time circuits engage. You start seeing the the blue, you know, glowing. You get the fire trail coming out of the back, and you hear the the time circuit sounds. I'm like, they've got to do that super pursuit mode sound, and st- all that stuff needs to start coming out of kit. You know, oh. when you boost, that would be perfect if they did something like that. But I'm also wondering if you can. Uh, get like uh, or kind of customized to look like car or you know just 
whether if it's going to be random colors or something, but right. it's got the eye, it's got the Cylon eye, and then his boost out of the back, it goes like the Cylon eye back and forth. It's it's pretty cool. Nice. I've seen from the from the trailer, but there's all kinds of like 80s stuff they're doing, like decals and uh, they do little toppers for your car, so you can put like this little whatever on the top, like a hat or various other items. But they've got like a Voltron lion now you're going to be able to get to put on your car. And they've got like, they got a Voltron wrap sticker for the front that has the, the logo. It's the newer, it's the, what do you call it? The uh, DreamWorks legendary defender Voltron. It's not the classic, but still it looks very cool. And they've got a a ton of other accessories from the eighties. They've got the, uh, they've got a set of wheels. That's uh, looks like a moon and it's got the ET, shadow going across the nice. the wheels and the uh you can get wheels that look just like the ghostbusters logo so it's pretty cool what they're doing on rocket league and it's a fun game it's something that's pretty popular and keeps growing and the uh the team if you've ever heard of that game Fortnite, that's pretty popular i think the company that uh, owns that just bought rocket league so this is a uh, if they're going to do events like this, I'm going to be all in on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I need to so. get an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple other people say to me, you know, I'm, first I've ever heard of that game and I'm going to have to start playing and it it is pretty fun. Yeah. I have to probably see if they make it for switch, but probably end up having to get an Xbox. They, well, I know they'd make it on PlayStation 4, so it's possible they could have a Switch version. I'll have to look it up now. <laughs> yeah. Well, if do you have anything else you want to add as an icebreaker? Just a discussion point, you know. So, like where you're when you had batteries, just in general, were they rationed? Like get the most out of them or were were they relatively abundant like you you could if it, if your car or something started to die, you could just go get another set of double A's or nine volt or whatever. Or were they rational? Oh, okay. No, not until it creeps that you replace the battery or something. I remember, that. I can remember it was still when we were in our first house. So this was in the eighties and getting a, our, like our first set of rechargeable batteries. And it was this huge thing, huge black, like uh charger that you plugged into the wall. And it was, we had, I think, different adapters. So there were some for the AA, and then we had some, I think, for like C batteries. I can't remember exactly. I, I want to say maybe it was one of my remote control cars that we got it for. Because I would play those uh, down in the basement with uh, the neighborhood friends. And we had a couple remote control cars that we would, we probably got from Radio Shack or something, you know, one Christmas and got the uh, rechargeable batteries i don't remember them lasting very long (laughs) i'm not sure how big you know the tech was back then but uh typically we were trying to i guess more rationed let's save the batteries let's let's play for 15 minutes and call it a day well for for us i mean we were fairly rationed we couldn't go i mean i'm sure we did beg and scream for uh batteries all the time for something but how we rationed them was hilarious when, you know, we changed out the nine volts and the, and the smoke alarms, Well, we'd reuse them for a calculator. 
or some other entity that used nine volts. Uh, and I remember mm-hmm. my, my dad would put fresh batteries in the smoke detectors, like I said, and goes, okay, what, what else around here needs nine volts? And I usually raised my hand for one of my calculators. I'd throw it in there. I think one of my sister's toys used a nine volt. So we throw it in there and that's how mm-hmm. we essentially rationed them because there's quite a bit of life typically in, in the nine volts that come out of smoke detector. You just do the, the thing, yeah. uh, the preventative thing of, you want know, to make sure it's fresh and the, you know, there's actually juice going to that device. Yeah. So that's how we rationed them. And in, in, in essence, we didn't have any retirable uh, batteries whatsoever. I don't think even my dad even thought about using them. It was, it was, uh, we, like I said, we were rationed. It was, if they died <laughs> and you had to wait till grocery day or something before we could get batteries. Gotcha. And that's what yeah. my train of thought. That, was. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fun. Just thinking about that. I, I forgot we had uh rechargeable batteries pretty early on as a kid and wasn't something we were looking in back then. You didn't worry about high drain, low drain, type stuff you know that you have to now with uh all your wireless controllers and everything (laughs) that we go through them uh for but back then it was just you know try to get the the name brand and if you can't then you know you're probably not going to get as much juice out of that battery (laughs) i think quite a bit we didn't buy the name brand it was always you know the store brand or some knockoff we would we would argue about the general purpose versus alkaline. I think my dad finally succumbed to getting alkaline because it was, it would last longer. So we didn't have to go to the store or hear us complain as much or as often because of that. But nonetheless, I mean, we, that was our, if, if it came with it, we probably had Duracells, but I don't think we ever did. Yeah. He was probably watching uh, the Highwayman, and that was kind of a subliminal message there with the Jacko. And the uh, Energizer batteries. He know. could have, but we, we still didn't use Energizers. It was, like I said, it was whatever knockoff. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this and and kind of just remembering what it was like to have only a landline phone in your house. And uh, the before cell phones, you know, even before we knew there was such a thing as like, cellular phones, bag phones that they had, you know, the early ones. What, I guess, what do you, do you remember what your setup was in your house as a kid? Did you have a couple outlets in the house? So maybe like your parents had one in the bedroom and you had one in the, one of the other like living room areas or something. That's exactly what we had. We had a, one of my parents' room and then we had one in my, um, our kitchen. The one in the kitchen, if I remember right, was a, wall mount and it was the old rotary type phone and for those that are not at all aware of what a rotary phone would be that's one of the rotary phones i mean seriously this is you literally dialed your number and you waited for this spring load to wind back down Mm -hmm. heaven forbid you had one of the you know nines or zeros in your number it took you a while to zing it around most recently I've, i've been listening to um Actually, right here. This is kind of what we had. This wall mount, mm-hmm. right here on the yellow left-hand side. Yep. Here. So did we. We um, I think we had a white tabletop one there in my uh, parents' bedroom. But anyway, I'm talking about Ray Stevens. 
has a little <laughs> bit in his thing where it has me again, Margaret. In the very last bit, he's calling from jail. He dials, but he dials it like really long. So it's like zing, 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 <laughs> zing, 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 just to, you know. <laughs> so I remember those long dials to dial yeah. like the, the eight or nine. I'm like, oh, crap, really? You know, and there was no redial. So if you screwed up somewhere in that mix, you had to hang up and start all <laughs> over again. <laughs> You're set up like. Yeah, I, I believe that's what we had. I know we had one that was wall mounted in the kitchen and it had one of those ridiculously long cords that always yep. tangled, you know, so mom could move around the kitchen while she's talking. Or if you wanted to drag it into the living room, I think you could make it to dad's uh, recliner or like uh, one part of the couch (laughs) if you needed to sit down. But yeah, that was the main one. And dad always had and has always had uh, some kind of ringer outside. So I remember there being a ring outside in our breezeway so he could hear it when he was in the garage. So I'm sure the neighbors love that, you know, if we got a late call at night or something and <laughs> oh. hearing, that, hearing that ring across the street. But uh, he had to had to have something outside. He still does so he can hear it. Doesn't want to miss a phone call, you know. And I think we at one point we had, well, I, I, I think they did have a phone in their bedroom as well. And I didn't get one in mine until later, which we'll, we'll get into, but yeah. Do you remember your first phone number? I do. 814-765-6317. Still remember it. Yeah, I got mine too. I was the Kermansville number. So 236-2610. Yep. I can still remember that. So yeah, I remember, you know, mainly using the kitchen one when I was needing to call one of my friends or, whatever, you know, when I'm talking to grandparents, which I didn't, I don't know. I I was, I guess a shy kid and my grandparents on my dad's side lived a couple hours away and I didn't see him, but a few times a year. So I was kind of shy. Yeah. <laughs> I only, uh, I only usually talk to my neighborhood friends when I needed to or something, see if they're home and come on down and play some Atari or yeah. whatever. I'll meet you in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's pretty much what mine was like calling friends up, you know, Hey, you want to come over or whatever? And it, it was very, very little that I actually used it. I remember my mom talked to my, my grandmother almost daily. Mm-hmm. And that was a long distance phone call from where, where my grandmother was. So I, I always, she called every day, but then she'd always <laughs> say that they're on a tight budget. <laughs> Call a long distance every day. <laughs> But anyway. Yeah. Well, did you you remember getting a phone in your bedroom? Was it a big deal? I did not get a phone in my bedroom until after we moved away from Dory Street. I want to say, I think I was about 11 or 12. No, I was, I was 14 when, when it happened because that's when we moved out to Eden. And there happened to be a phone line, a phone jack in the room, and that's where it started. I I got my first phone which was a hand-me-down style it was along the lines of if you think about the bag phone right mm-hmm. bag phones back in the day had like this guy right here had all your buttons on the back it didn't have a screen it just had buttons 
for the phone that I had. And it was just this handpiece with the cable to the wall. That's all I had. I didn't have, obviously, this box. Uh, and like Jason said, this is one of our portable bag phones, cellular phones back in the day. It was something like this. But my phone was, like I said, just the receiver part. But that was my first phone. And then I found out we could get speaker phones. And that used to piss you off to no end. Because I call him up on a speakerphone. Are you, do you have me on speakerphone? Yeah. Please take me off. That's annoying. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah. Oh my. I didn't. I don't remember. I don't remember having a phone in my bedroom in Kerwinsville. I might have at one point, or and it might have been just when we upgraded the phone or something. I got the old one, but I specifically remember having one uh when we moved to clearfield in my dad's place over there uh, across from the school i had one in that room and then over at uh, mom's apartment we had a long cord from the wall not the you know from the receiver but so i would if i was going to take a call or, or be on for a while like when we were watching our our favorite show together i would drag the the handset or the the whole phone itself from the wall with this long cord back the hallway into my bedroom because <laughs> there was no jack back there and that's that's the way I would talk on that phone and call my friends or if I'm talking to somebody for a long time and wanted some privacy I pulled it all the way back there <laughs> did you have any kind of like novelty phones like weird ones no, uh, some of the ones you could get with a subscription to Sports Illustrated or you know any of those fun phones. No, unfortunately, no. I never had one. I wanted which one did I want? There was one. It was a car. I want to say it was like a. I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like a sports car, probably a Corvette or some style like that. But mm-hmm. I wanted one like that, and but then I saw the price. It was like I don't know. more than, you know, your cheapo phone. So I never, never did get one of those. Um, Toy with getting in a Garfield one, but again, I just never did. How about you? That was like my holy grail. If I had, and it's probably still is (laughs) because we still have a house phone. It's hooked up to Google voice through our internet, but we still have the house phone and use it. And I would love to have that Garfield phone. The one that we're talking about is where when the receiver is down, his eyes are closed. And when you pick it up to answer the phone, he wakes up, his eyes open. And I remember like circling that. There it is. Yeah. If if that switches back to me, you see the ad here with the little girl, when the phone's up, like Jason said, eyes are open. When the receiver's down, you see on his back, the stripes, he's fast asleep dreaming about lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that image that you put up there was from one of the uh, wish book catalogs because I remember that being in there. I remember thinking about getting that or circling that. And I, probably my parents were like, Oh geez. Well, it's actually you from know. your old, um, your old <laughs> uh, site that you used to be a part of under scoop fire. Oh really? Okay. Well, uh, that was a phone that I had always wanted and I think at one point, mom had the one that you could see all the guts that was like clear. 
and you could see all the electronic parts inside. It was, it was still kind of bright colored, like pink. And there you go. Yep. Back on me. This one's actually says it's on eBay. Um, but here's, you see the whole gadgetry, the electronics circuit card, the whole nine. And there's even just enough space to write down those important numbers. <laughs> yeah. She had something like that at one point. And then the one I had over at dad's, I guess it was a Christmas present one year. I still have it somewhere. It was a old like 50s or 60s red Chevy pickup. And the all of the push button numbers were on the bottom of it. And it had the uh, a little uh, button that you, when it sat down so the, you know, the car was flat, it would be off. But when you picked it up, then that button came out and you could talk on it and make a call. Well, it was cool. And it looked, you know, it was like a, you know, a fun little piece to have in your room, but it was a pain because you would be talking and then you'd accidentally hit that little button and it would hang up, you know, whoever you're talking with, you're like, Oh crap. So it was more of a, at one point I probably switched over to a different phone. Yes. There you go. This is what Jason is, talking about it's actually on amazon so that's the exact one that is the exact one i don't know how you found it but that's it just typed it in (laughs) it's amazing what's out there on the net yeah i've got that in a box somewhere but yeah i always thought it was fun i remember those commercials back in the day especially for sports illustrated they had the football phone that flipped open and then the other one that was I, I absolutely wanted, I, but I never had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. The other one that was funny was the sneaker phone. You remember the sneaker phone? No, I don't remember that. I'll look it up. But here's the one that Jason's talking about that flips open. It's a novelty yep. football. There, there yep. it is. It's nothing more than a flip phone, really. <laughs> it, it really was, yeah. And uh, punch in the sneaker phone while you've uh, got the Google search up there. Sports Illustrated sneaker phone or something like that. Is that it? No, no. It, it was white. It was white and it was more just that plain Jane. Sports Illustrated style. right here. Is this what you're looking for? I believe so. There's the underside of it. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yep. That is it right there. <laughs> And they would, you know, that I remember the commercials. They would run the commercials, you know, get a subscription to Sports Illustrated, and you get this sneaker phone, and they would, like, interview people on the street. You know, what would you do with your sneaker phone? Oh, man, I'd, I'd be cool with this thing. And, and I don't know. Anyway, it was it was kind of stupid, the commercials. Cool like your buddy here uh, gets Mark. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I mean, that's, that's kind of like what it was, but, of course, with a cord. So... Yeah. <laughs> There was some fun, uh, some other, put punch in like 80s novelty phones and see what you come up with. And let's just look and see if there's one there that maybe strikes a bell. Because there was a, there was a ton back in the day. Oh, there I remember was like, a slew of them. That's Mickey why I'm like, I all to, different kinds of characters. I just could not break it. I mean, here's one huge pile of them. You got your Snoopy phone. You had the classic mini <laughs> Here's Kermit. Uh, here, here's a couple ads here for lips and oh, the red lips. I remember that one. Yep. 
That was maybe, I don't know if that was 80s or maybe early 90s. You feel the, hungry the, for a phone? <laughs> the hamburger. I remember seeing that in one of the uh, the Wishbook catalogs. Absolutely. Well, look, there's a Pac-Man phone. Yep. Awesome. Now, I just remembered one. I remember visiting uh, friends of ours, friends of my parents, when I was younger. And they had one of those, it looked like the old-fashioned, I don't know, I mean, Old, old fashioned, like one of the original phones that you would wind, you know, and you had the the talk piece and then you had the little small black. Yeah, it was like that. But when you opened it up, then there was a modern phone inside. So it was like this carrier on the wall, like a case, you know, a piece. And you could open it up and inside was like your modern. This is what Jason's talking about. I mean, this this is still it's somewhat of a modern I mean, uh, if any of you watched, a great example is to watch something like Little House on the Prairie when they install the first phones. You got the winder, and that's all you had to ring, ring. And you had that would ring the number to the operator, and you would have to say, hey, can I have so-and-so or this number? And the Stooges were hilarious because... Two, 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 two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as much as we can laugh at that because it's hilarious, I've paid attention over the years and that's what you said can i have market street 2222 so it'd be market street and their phone number you know on that market so it was really interesting how they did the thing oh do you want a duck call (laughs) yeah there we go that was huge back i remember my dad having a, a bunch of like duck things he had like the little uh duck brush that got like the fuzzy stuff off your sweaters you know oh yeah that was huge back in the day those mallard ducks then you got your r2d2 here i think that's a little bit more modern mm-hmm. i don't think that's an 80s gag oh look you even have the the Nabisco dude uh the keebler elf keebler that elf. That that's him yeah but yeah i mean there's just so much that was retro back in the day of um uh, here's the kiss I, at least I would think this is the Kiss novelty. Yeah. Oh, look, they even had a Cabbage Patch. Yeah. I mean, that's, they, some, that, that's some of the ones I remember, and I've seen in thrift stores. I've seen that Snoopy one in thrift stores that where there's just the character, and they're kind of standing, and the phone is next to him. The uh, the 7-Up spot, I remember him having a phone, and some of the other ones, other like uh, Coke and Pepsi, I'm sure headphones and there now I should have, if I would have been smart, I would have brought this out. I have that phone right there. The this Ghostbusters. is the Ghostbusters symbol uh, phone, novelty phone. Now I, uh, this was something that I just did not expect to buy. I was in the record store of all places and I see this in front and it's a, it's in a box. It's in a black box has the logo on the front. And uh, I can't remember what it cost. I, I talked him down a little bit. I think I paid probably like 70 bucks for it. But it was like a promotional item. It wasn't like a retail item when the first movie came out. And so they're kind of limited edition. I've got mine in the box and it's in it's in pretty good condition. And I've seen him go for about double that price on eBay. So maybe someday I'll sell it and... <laughs> Make some money, but 
that was just one that was like, oh, I'd never had a novelty phone back in the day. And what better one to have than the Ghostbusters symbol? Oh, yeah. And you pull that the red part of the symbol off, and that's your phone. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's I still like the eighties. You know, they had those novelty phones, and and they were all over the place. And it was you just don't see that now. You see, well, standard phones. I mean, they've modernized them. Some do a lot more things, but there's no character to them and not, not too many people have house phones like, like we used to do. I mean, we had to have, if you wanted a phone, you had a house. phone. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Well, the modern equivalent of that is your case, your, your yeah. you know, mobile phone case. Cause those things, you know, they still sell those like hotcakes. You go into, there's a store here called five below where everything's $5 and below. And they have racks of different, cases with rhinestone and you know whatever images you want on there you can pretty much find it i've got mine here it was a plain jane case and then i was like i I never have any place to put stickers so i put a bunch of batman stickers on the back of my phone (laughs) nice um and usually what will happen is after i pull it in and out of my pocket several hundred times they start falling off and then I'll get some more stickers to put on there. I had mad balls on there for the longest time. Nice. <laughs> what yeah, like- that's the kind of modern equivalent, I guess, of the novelty. Right. And I've seen, the there's, a, there's a, one of my coworkers and I've seen it in a couple of places where they'll have your, you know, your cell phone, but they'll have an actual cord off the Jack and it's a regular old standard handset from, from the rotary dial, you know? So really, it, Oh yeah, it's hilarious because you're like, you have an actual handset, just like back in the day, la 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 la, and talks, and it comes through just like normal, and then you hang up, and that's it. It's uh, it's actually pretty cool. I remember about probably four or five years ago, as I'm blogging, getting into rediscover the '80s. I don't know if somebody reached out to me or if it was like a, you know, one of these Kickstarters or something, but somebody made. It looks like the old brick phone like you had back in the day that, you know, Zach Morris had on Saved by the Bell that you could put your your actual iPhone or mobile phone into it and use it. So it was like you had the <laughs> yeah, it was like you had one of those, but you had your mobile phone like set inside it and you can, you know, use it and use like this somehow hooked up so you could use the speakers and stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm just share, screen sharing what one of those phones looked like, one of the original cell phones. Yeah. Well, that leads anyway. from phones and phones and phones to rotary versus touchtone. Right. Do you remember that kind of whole transition? I mean, was it a big deal when you finally got a touchtone? Or it was uh, because you didn't have to deal with the rotary anymore, and you know you could. If you made an error, it was it was a lot quicker than you just you know dd to be done. Right. right. Uh, we had the novelty now of redial, and got to, to hear the the beep instead of the of rotary. But my mom, we're talking about this. My mom, up until I would say only the last, I think it's only the last ten years, her circuitry, the telephone company that she's with their circuitry was still not updated. So we had push-button phones all day long. You had to still select it to the rotary button to dial anything out. 
So you dial, you know, my number or whatever, you still hear really wow. Then you have to flip the switch to go to tone if you ever needed to do something, you know, the standard press one for press two. Right, right, right. Oh wow. Oh, it was it was terrible out there. She she just they're out there in the sticks a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's just that that this little tiny Ma Bell style telephone company was bought mm-hmm. out. They just never upgraded it up until 10 years ago. There's like it still works and it's not costing us a dime. So <laughs> now I don't remember specifically that transition more than when we got our first cordless phone. Mm-hmm. Because what did everybody do? When you got your first cordless phone, you, as far as you could, <laughs> you wanted to see what the range was. So uh, let me see if I can go out here on my porch swing and talk. Okay. Well, it's still, that's good. But you know, this is still back in the day too, of the old antenna that you had to pull out that was like three feet long. And I remember mom being on that thing like out in the, like our breezeway there on the porch swing or being outside or, or, you know, going out to the the garage or something to pass it off. So I remember that being kind of a big deal when we got like a cordless phone, but it never seemed as clear though. You know, it, those early ones, at least you still got static, whether you were standing in your living room or you're standing in uh, at the mailbox. You very know? true. Very true. I, I was like you, I had one of my first was, I think I never actually had one personally up until I was 16, maybe, but I had something very close to this in the, in my dad's house right here, except it had a huge like red button for your on and off. Mm-hmm. And I remember that distinctly. It was one of those where you just had, it was a, you know, click down, it was on, click down again, it was off. Otherwise it was it's very similar to this guy right here. And like you, I went out to the garage or wherever I could max the range out and talk. And you're right. It wasn't very clear up until you were, unless you were within a, you know, a foot or two of the, of the receiver. <laughs> yeah. I, I think at one point we finally just gave up on it because like I said, no matter where you were standing, you still got static and you didn't want that when you're on the phone or right. even when you're, you know, whatever, just, well, I think we finally said, forget this and went back to the other phone, even the, the corded phone. Right. This one, this is the style phone I had. I don't know if it was Cobra, but it was like this. It didn't have the pullout antenna. Mm-hmm. So... And it had a little clock radio, and that was about my. I, I think I got it for a birthday or Christmas present. And now that thing had terrible range because there was no antenna; it was self-contained. So it was within only a few feet of that thing, and then it would drop, just dropped right off. Right. But it was still, in, in a way, it was cool too because you didn't have to worry about that antenna. Not that I did too much, but if you wanted to lounge in the in your bed talking. You know, you weren't smacking the wall with that three foot long whip antenna. Right. right. You had a little bit more, you know, like like your regular phone, your cell phone now, you can move around without poking someone's eye out. <laughs> so it was just uh that was a cool novelty that I that I acquired and then I shortly got rid of it because I uh I think I ended up going to the Air Force, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I remember like the like the very first cell phone that I had, I got in college, and it still had a little small pull-out antenna that was maybe, I don't know, four or five inches that you pulled it out. But I still had to do it. And uh, I was like, man, you know, well, at least I can, you know, you know, it's going to work. But why am I still pulling out antennas? And <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Now, do you remember, as we keep going here, do you remember ever wanting or or seeing like maybe a television show or movie where somebody had a car phone or I'll even throw in there a cell phone, like, like I mentioned before, like Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Did you ever specifically say, oh, I've got to get a phone in my car? Um, I did at one point, you know that, but. Early mm-hmm. on, I did not. I never thought about it. I I, I thought, oh, it would be kind of cool, but that's pretty much where it ended. I didn't. I, I never thought of wanting one until we um, we moved out to right across the street from my grandparents, and I I said that to my mom. Uh, we were teenagers. I was still. I was starting to drive, and I said, "How am I going to talk to friends? Half my all my friends are on." Literally, the, we were literally on a line. If I would have gone down to the end of our property, we would have been tied into the Kerwinsville telephone network, which would have been free calling. I was on the Luthersburg and Dubois area. So it was a long distance call just to call the neighbor. That's how, how bad it was. <laughs> so in, in my dispute, I said, how can I talk to like Jason? We call each other for, you know, to watch, uh, Price is right. Well, you're just gonna have to cut it short or not call at all. I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. So, in frustration, I one of those, you know, I won't call it rages, but one of those teenage rebellion, you know, I want a phone, I want a phone. So, I went out and got this guy. I got this bag phone that sat in my car. It was wedged between the uh, underneath. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was wedged underneath my my parking brake. So I, I had access to it and I found out real quickly, I can't call very many people on it either because it was a freaking, I can't remember what the monthly (laughs) bill was. And then on top of that, during the day, it was something like 55, 60 cents a minute to, to run it at night was the cheap time, which was 25 cents a minute. I had bought myself a, you know, we have Bluetooth. We didn't have Bluetooth then I had a, a, a little tiny jack that you hook up to a microphone and it sat up on my visor. So <laughs> if I wanted to do speakerphone, I literally would move the, the visor down a little bit so I could talk intelligently <laughs> to whomever while I'm driving. <laughs> but it didn't work out so well. Like I said, it was it was a, a very expensive to to own thing. And yeah. one of the last things that they've tried to pull on us was um, when I was obviously i joined the air force i still had that phone so i told my mom to go and see if she could get it disconnected well they said you know i it automatically renews every year was the contract and i got it like in november or december or something like that and i joined in february so i still had on their clock i still had 10 more months to pay on this thing and she says well he can't use it whatever and finally she said you realize you signed a contract with someone that was underage because I was 17 when I signed the contract. Oh, wow. That was a loophole. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll void the contract now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, really. How about you? What was your that, were you thinking about a cell phone early on? I, not really. It was just never. It always seemed like it was. If you had a cell phone, you were like super rich. You know, you were like Richie Rich. Yeah, Zach was. I don't. I don't know if I ever classified Zach as being rich on Saved by the Bell. His dad was, I think, a stockbroker or something. Yeah. But he had everything in his room, and including that phone in which he had the school too. Uh, I actually just finished watching the whole series again. But um, I just remember thinking that's like, wait, there's no way I could ever get something like that. And even in the car. And then I think I do remember you telling me when you got that bag phone, how much it cost per minute. And I was like, holy crap, dude, this you're only going to need it when we, you know, run over a deer and we're stuck somewhere. (laughs) Right. You know, emergencies only. It turned into almost an emergencies only. I think I made only. Shoot, maybe a, a maybe a dozen calls in its lifetime because it was so freaking expensive. It was one of, like I said, it was in fury. I wanted my own phone. I wasn't going to get my own phone line, and even if I did, it was going to be expensive anyway because everybody's in the other freaking local area. So yeah, that's what yeah. One of those. It was just never. It was just never practical to me. To it wasn't that thing was not. Oh, even then, I I kicked myself. One of those <laughs> dumb decisions. I got a couple more questions just to ask ourselves and then we'll get on to some of our fun memories because, you know, back in the day without having a phone in your car, you depended on like pay phones and stuff as well. And I do remember using pay phones. You know, we would be downtown at the movie theater or something and you, you use a pay phone to call your parents to come pick you up or whatever, just being around. And I just threw out the question. Do you remember like using a pay phone to get you out of a jam Maybe you're stranded somewhere. Any specific memories like that? There were two instances, and what I'm showing right now is one of those pay phones. Um, <laughs> this one's a little bit pricier. It used to be like a quarter. But uh, anyway, this is obviously a pay phone. I can remember two instances. One, <laughs> my sister, it's, 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 this is slightly long-winded, but not that great, not that not that big. My stepsister used to routinely lock herself out of the car. Always left the keys in the car, locked it. Every Saturday night, you could bank about 10, 11 o'clock at night. Ring, ring. It's autumn. She lost, locked herself out of the car again. You and I went down to the Ritz. Took my dad's truck, which is now mine, the 78. We went to see, I can't remember the movie. I actually left the key in the ignition. And I realized it once I pushed the door on the car, on the truck door. And the moment it it caught, it caught that first safety latch. So I couldn't open it again. Didn't have a spare on me, nothing. So I had to walk down to Unimart when it was still there. Call my dad. Tell him, oh, dad, I pulled an autumn. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm parked over by Bachos. Okay, I'll be down in a couple minutes. <laughs> he went in and got, got the tickets or something. I don't remember. So nonetheless, he came down, unlocked it. So that was the one time that I've used it. The second time was I was coming home. I was almost to Eden. Again, one of these dumb mistakes. But I was almost to Eden. Noticed that the battery, the alternator, went out of my Turismo. And like I said, I only had, I think I only had five miles left to go. Call on the payphone to say, Dad, I think my alternator just died. He's like, well, do you think you can make it home? I said, I think so. 
but then how do I get to school tomorrow? Because the alternator's gone. Well, you think you can make it up here? I said, I don't know. I can try. So that's what I did. And that was a, what I should have done is just gone to my mom's mm-hmm. five miles away, which is where I was going. And I ended up going like 20 miles the other way, racing that thing. My dad said, all he saw was a blur of dim light. <laughs> I, my train of thought when I was doing that was I wanted to go as fast. So when the engine died, it still coasted. Yeah. So it was, you know, two feet less that I had to walk. I made it home just barely, though. It started chugging at the last hill. Uh, <laughs> long-winded stories, but that's two times I made my my emergency phone calls on on them. How gotcha. about you? Yeah, those, like, I don't know what it is, but those memories just kind of stick out to you when that's you it. get stranded somewhere. And I got because it's hilarious. You're in an unfamiliar spot, and it becomes familiar in your memory. Yeah. <laughs> One time I do remember, I believe it was me and uh, our mutual friend, Leaf. We went to see Back to the Future 2. This would be 1989. Yeah. So I don't, I can't remember if we were, if I came down and stayed at his house, because that was before we moved. But anyway, so we're down in Clearfield. We're at the Ritz. And the line comes out of the Ritz, down the street, like towards town, and up that alley to get tickets to the seven o'clock show. And we got there. I don't know when it was. It was close to, you know, when the show was going to start and hopped in line in the alley. We're like, man, is it going to sell out? Are we going to be able to get in? Well, we got in the first set of doors and they yelled out. It's, it's sold out. We're like, Oh no. And we're, so we're downtown, but I remember calling, my parents for some reason I, like you know his granddad lived down the street so i'm not sure why we just didn't go down there and, right. and call but i remember having to call them because maybe they were gonna pick us up or something but we walked uh it might have been down to unimart or like you said one of those places uh nearby to to make a phone call to my parents and tell them and I think they ended up just telling us, okay, just go to his uh, grandparents' house and wait it out and go to the 915 show or whatever it was. So we waited and, and they allowed us to stay out and, and go see it because we were so excited to go watch the movie and had to make a phone call <laughs> from yeah. the phone. But that, that experience just sticks out with me because I that was the only time I ever remember the Ritz being sold out and not being able to get in there for a show. There was one time that I think it was you and I that went, it wasn't sold out luckily, but it was dang close. Cause we were up the alleyway trying to hit waiting in line. Cause it was a big, I can't remember what movie that was too. Yeah. I it's that summer of 89. I remember seeing a lot of movies in the theater. The, the memories kind of stick out to me. And that's definitely one of them. I remember going to see the burbs over at the Dubois movie theater, I think with leaf as well. I'm not yeah. sure if you were with us. No, I didn't go to too many movies even growing up there. I do remember seeing one of the star Wars, but I don't remember details. I don't, re- I obviously don't even remember the episode, you know, one, two, mm-hmm. or well, would it be three, four, five, whatever they are. Four, five, yeah. six. One of the originals. Uh, I remember seeing, shoot, I can't remember what else I've seen there. I remember watching 
the Transformers 80s movie up at Dubois with you. And I remember yes. seeing Naked Gun 33 and a third. And I'd never <laughs> got any of those jokes. You were sitting there rolling. And I think you finally turned to me and said, you got to watch the first ones so you can understand these ones. Along those lines. No, it was, it was, yeah, I, I don't know. His, it's his style of comedy too. I haven't watched it. That was in Dubois too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Dubois. Yeah. I do remember seeing that one over there. Um, <laughs> the tangents we go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, we're off on. We warned you back in the in the meet the host episode. This is going to go down different <laughs> trails. All right. Well, uh, well. The final question I have was: uh, Do you remember when you got your first answering machine? I don't remember the date, but I remember it's one of those big, full size cassette styles. Something very similar to this guy that's being shared right now because there was two cassettes. Uh, one was your message and one was the actual message from your caller. And that was back in the day. I don't think we had it, but that, I saw the ads and I wanted them. You know, nobody's home. Nobody. <laughs> yes. Now, I do remember that. Uh, those television commercials, they had like little. It was almost like a mixtape of uh, yeah. messages you get. You could have for your home answering machine, and it was just people talking. Uh, oh my gosh! There's like there's like the rap version, and then just silly ones. You know, it was crazy. I don't remember having the one the big cassette, but I do remember mom having the micro cassette mm-hmm. answering machines, and that was in our when she was living in the apartment across from the mall. So. That wasn't until high school that I remember having an answering machine. It's probably along the lines that I'm showing now. I had one in my dorm room. I know I've said this before in one of them. I have had the technical difficulties (laughs) when I was in the dorm rooms back in uh, when I just first got in the Air Force, got my first assignment. And that was the most hilarious thing. I still wish I would have kept that cassette from you. (laughs) Because it was hilarious. All he did was laugh, just laughed. And then he said, I think he said something to the effect of I'll, I'll call me later or whatever. <laughs> so it was hilarious listening to, to him laugh. Cause he got it obviously. Cause he knows what the technical difficulties was, but my mom never got it. Something's wrong <laughs> with your phone. No, that's my message, mom. <laughs> that's great. And what I'm showing up now is one of the ads. The answering machine zone. The crazy calls. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's those are some fun memories there. All right, let's get on to some other fun memories. How about it? Yeah, one of them you did. This is something you you taught me. Uh, I think it was out when we were out in Eden. I don't know why. Was on the phone. We started calling these stupid numbers and and it was also about the time when MC Hammer was raining and he had this one. I can't remember. I was trying to think about the song earlier today where he kind of sits there and raps, you know, Oh, 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 Oh. Well, then you said, check this out, dude. Let's talk, just, just call it seven, six, five, zero, 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 zero. The number you have called seven, six, five, Oh, 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 <laughs> is not in service. And we got the biggest charge out of that, but you know, it, it was something we did. Yeah. This is what country bumpkins do when we're bored out in rural Clearfield. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot about that. I can't even remember what song it is, too, where he's like, 
Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Here comes a hammer. Yeah. I think that was it. The thing is actually something off the album, not the hits that he's he's done. Right, 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 right. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I totally remember that. But the next one I do remember, and I'm not sure how what became of it, but it might have been just some numbers, somebody's number that sounded like a song. And I I learned Mary had a little lamb on the touch tones. I could probably still do it now if I had it's a all just seven eight nine. But I could never forget the freaking combination of doing it. But he would do it, <laughs> and, and the then rhythm. Yeah. your redial would work, mine would not. So it'd even be on faster speed. You know, yeah, just break that out every once in a while. He did. I don't think I ever learned any other songs on the touch tones. But no. <laughs> I had Mary had a little land down pat. <laughs> you did. And then we had the price is right, which really wasn't a phone battle. It was us. Like we've said before, we spent an hour almost every day on the summer calling back and forth and doing and the price is right. Okay. I bid 1500, you know, yeah. it was just oh, I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. I mean, just that's summer vacation mm-hmm. at its finest there <laughs> on a rainy day or sometimes on a, on a regular day. It was just that we had a routine. That's to, it. Uh, regular day. I We did it almost every day, I think. There might have been a few exceptions where one of us was on vacation or something, but yeah. Yeah. Play the presses right over the phone. Uh, remember numbers or the numbers that you do remember. I don't know exactly what that was pertaining to. Maybe our, our old numbers, old numbers or anything that sticks out, you know, like, like for me, I used to do, I still remember some of the numbers from back in the day. I remember the original WCPA number, seven, six, five, 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 four, one. There's not many more I can remember. (laughs) Uh, but you know, back in the day, you had to remember that was, or you wrote them down and carried like a little notepad or address book or something, Rolodex, what they called back then. Yeah, I mean, now we store it in here, and you ask, you almost have to ask yourself, "What's my number?" I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, I do that all the time when somebody asks, "What's what's Aaron's number?" I'm like, uh, "I think I know it," <laughs> but you just don't. I mean, it's you're pressing a person's name instead of actually dialing numbers. There's a joke many years ago, uh, but there was a joke that said, you know, he's filling out the form. It says phone number. I don't know. I never call myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was all the shortcut numbers, too. Like star 69 was you dialed the person. It was like a redial number, you know. Yeah. They called the person that just called you. Yeah. There was one to get the weather or something as well or the time. It was like uh, something one two one two or something. I can't remember, and I can't remember who in the world told me that or, or used it. But it was a specific number to call, and they would give you like the official time and what temperature you know was oh, wow. in, in your town. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but this was also back in the day when nine hundred numbers ruled the. Ruled the airwaves oh or the gosh, commercials, yes. and you had all types. I still remember Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, I uh, yeah, that got me in trouble one time. 
because I always thought, you know, they always say, you know, it's like $2 the first minute and 50 cents each additional minute. Well, I was like, maybe I could call. And before my 60 seconds was up, I wouldn't get charged. Well, no, that's not the case. As soon as you connect, you're spending that $2. So I would call up. There's a picture. Yeah, here's the picture of Jesse Jeff. <laughs> I remember calling that number. I think there was a Run DMC number, maybe. Well, there's the Hulk. Uh, Four, five, there's, Hulk. <laughs> There was a wrestling one, like WWF hotline. And I, I remember once that became popular or something, I tried to pull that trick and be like, I'm going to call and just hear what it's about that first before this the first minute was up. <laughs> And they won't charge me. Well, that was not the case. And then my dad got like uh, an extra 50 bucks on his phone bill or something. I can't remember what it was. He's like, did you call these numbers? And I got in trouble. (laughs) I think he finally did like talk his way out of it or something. Didn't have to pay. But he just laid into me on that. (laughs) They always say, you know, they had to say, get your parents permission before you call. I just uh, ignored that. <laughs> I'm looking for some more. Oh, there's MC Hammer right here. Called 909 MC Hammer. We can talk Every- hot Jedi. What the heck? <laughs> Weird. Here's Freddy. We can call Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Everything, everybody had him, man. Until oh, yeah. they like. Corey? Until they started. Yep. The Corey film and the two Corys. They both had the, the hotline together. Here, we could join Grandpa and be a junior vampire. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody, man, until they, like, the FCC came in and regulated that stuff or whoever it was, it was, it was like free reign on your telephone bill. And then they dialed it back and they had to, you had to put all these stipulations in each message and, you know, add that little get your parents' permission line and all that. And they finally, kind of trailed off, you know, in the, what, probably mid-90s. Yeah, it was probably about that time frame that it petered off. There was a number I called. It was an 800 number. No bills. I was I was really scared, and my parents were even scared. But it was back when Captain Crunch was, like, was a really big character. They had an 800 number. You call the captain. And I remember calling it. I even called it from my grandmother's phone. Of course, that was the rotary number, so <laughs> waiting. But yeah, I thought that was cool because they'd be, you know, they'd be talking, "Hi, oh, it's the captain," and whatever. <laughs> I found one just the other day. It's a well, it's would be long distance, but it's some number in I think Denver, Colorado. You can call, and it's called the Colin Oates line, and when you call. You have a choice between like four Hall and Oates songs that you can hear, and you just punch in whatever number you want, and they play, <laughs> will play like Man Eater or whatever <laughs> on the line. It still works. I, I put it up on Rediscover the Eighties. It's made the rounds. I know it has uh, all over the internet, but I think it's funny. There's still a number like that 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 works, <laughs> and somebody still has it set up to to do some like little novelty thing, like playing a hollow notes song. <laughs> well, I was back in Idaho and I, I really didn't get into listen to too many radio stations back then, but I stumbled onto 
a morning show that had stumbled, at least that's what they said, they stumbled onto Adam West's phone number. And it's made the rounds after since after he's passed away, it's made the rounds where mm-hmm. it says, you know, it says Adam West, see Batman. You go to Batman, there's the number. And it's actually in the Ketchum phone book where he was <laughs> living. And all you had to do is look for the Ketchum white pages and just do it. And you could you, you talk to him. He would answer the phone. And I remember him answering the phone, Adam West, Batman speaking. And they just did an improv of, hey, Adam, this is DJ blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Really? Well, how are you, Bat fans? And it just went off like that. I'm like, <laughs> How is it? I actually sat there and thought, I think they actually pulled this off, like producer or whatever had to have done this. But mm-hmm. there was that part of me that went, What if that's actually kind of cool? I got to find this number and I never got back to it. <laughs> it <was laughs> too late, obviously, but it was pretty cool. Well, what about uh, have you ever remember a time when you were pulling pranks on the phone? I remember, I'll save the one that I'm thinking of that's yours. The other foot prank that I remember is the one we did used to do to CJ, and we've said that before, where we would call him at the radio station because we know it would if we hung up, it would still ring two times. And we were subjected by Carl to always say the same thing. Hi, this is WCPA, WQIX. This is Wyatt. How may I help you? And he had to say that whole entire line before click. <laughs> you know, we did that quite a bit to him. Um, I don't think I actually did many prank calls otherwise, except for, you know, the zero, 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 zero number. I don't think I did many prank calls. However, Jason, on the other hand, <laughs> loved to do a prank and I'll let him take the floor here. Well, something just came to mind. I was thinking back in the day, maybe it was when you called your own number. If you dialed your own number and then hung up the phone, it would ring back. It would. We used to call my dad for dinner for that. We would do that. So I remember, yeah, I remember being in like friends' houses or something and doing something like that. And But it rang different. I think it was like two quick rings or something. It wasn't like the normal ring, but you could still, you know, pull it off on somebody. And then oh, yeah. as soon as they pick it up, there's just the dial tone, you know. <laughs> so that was one I do remember pulling off. But I, I don't know how this happened. Maybe I was just bored. I was an only child. <laughs> but uh, I pulled off this prank many a time. While I was uh, this there. Was in my, this was in my like early high school years. So everybody knows PBS. And how PBS earns their money is they do a telethon. So they play, you know, Ken Burns baseball documentary on there. And they have people call in and pledge a certain amount. And you can get the DVD whatever, or VHS back in the day. So, so, you know, you could always hear the phone ring while they're doing the telethon. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to call in and just see if I can hear my phone ring. So it became the running gag. So I would call in and I would, you know, you'd hear a phone ring and you're trying to figure out which person when they got the camera back there and all the people are standing by, you know, you try to figure out which person is picking up the phone. <laughs> and then you could kind of, obviously there was like a delay or something when you're talking and then the whatever the person talking on the 
on the other end on TV. But yeah, so I would call up and let it ring a few times and, and try to figure out who it was. And then you call back and then you stay on the line. So you now you're getting the same person and they're they're getting pissed because, <laughs> because they're getting they keep picking up the phone and it it always went or at least from my memory it always went to the same person. So they would pick it up and there would just be nothing there. Hello, hello. They put it down, they kind of smile and you know they they know they're on TV. So they can't get all pissed off. <laughs> well, there's one. Oh, up I that was a huge prank that I pulled off all the time when I would be home and the telethon is on. <laughs> not, not I probably not every time, but I, often I was over at Jason's when this happened. And one of these episodes, we were doing it again. It must have been the Mountain Dew and whatever Pepsi going through our veins. So he's dialing this phone and he's sitting there saying, "Just watch this guy. We're gonna we're gonna piss him off." And sure enough, he's on like the third call and we see the camera looking right at this person that keeps picking up the phone and you can just see them getting pissed and they can't, you know, they're, they finally just lose the expression. Like (laughs) (laughs) you you can hear them wanting to say dang kids or something to that effect. But, but we're just seeing the face. We're like, we got them. We got up. Let's go for four or whatever times. <laughs> it was hilarious what we did back then. It was, I oh mean, gosh. yeah. And you've what said it before that you probably owe them a bunch of money for all the pranks you call. Yeah. Them. Yeah. I, I should probably make a, a small donation <laughs> if I ever come into, if I ever win the lottery, you know, I'll, I'll go give them a nice little chunk for <laughs> those years I bothered them. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, I that's that's about it. I don't remember doing many other pranks. I probably did at some point or another where I'm calling one of my friends up at the middle of the night or something and trying to uh make weird noises or whatever on the phone. Right. But I didn't try to do too much of that stuff. Just I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't one of those uh, mischievous kids. I was mainly good, but I did do some weird <laughs> stuff that I knew I could get away with. You know, I didn't want to have to deal the wrath of me, like some of my friend's parents. You know, I, if I could do it to somebody on TV and they had no idea who I was, you know. Right. So, well, I think that we've covered the uh, our telephone early memories and and battles and pranks and all that pretty well. So, uh, do you have an idea? I believe it's your turn for the next topic. Is it? I thought I picked this one, to be honest. No, I I think you originally planted the idea, and then I was like, well, let's just do the phone battles, and I, I chose it for this one. Okay. So, I think it's your turn. Now i got to look, because I wasn't planning on yeah. being in the spotlight. Um, and I was trying if, to remember some of the ones we talked about recently. Yeah, I have the list up right now. One of the ones I was actually wanting to talk about was remembering stores like department stores and malls. Oh, the yeah. novelty of, you know, where we were, I don't want to give too much away because I want to talk about it, but yeah, that would be fun. It, I think it would because you got us as in, in the small town, right? That I, I still wouldn't want to say too much. They're just small town atmosphere. And then when we go to Altoona, 
And we went to Logan Valley Mall. I mean, that was like the Cadillac version of malls when we went there, <laughs> at least for me. So I yeah. think I'm going to have some fun with that. That's one of my big ones, I guess. I'm, okay. I'm going down right now. But is there yeah, anything we, sticking out? I, I, I think that would be fun just for this kind of summer season because yeah. that was when we were hitting the malls more. We had a small mall there in town and like you said we would go over to Dubois a lot I remember most of the stores there and uh or at least the ones that I you know was there for the that I had to hit whenever I was in there and then I do remember some of the bigger malls and some of those stores that I made a beeline for so that that would be fun I think and then some maybe some of the other department stores and such in town that we had and and what those were like back then. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, uh, just want to say a quick thank you to everyone. And uh, we, again, I know it's been, <laughs> been a while since we got back behind the microphones, but we appreciate you uh, just sticking with us and going back through the library and listening to our previous shows and memories and, everything we go through here on memory jogger and we will uh we'll keep pushing forward when we can we can't promise it's going to be on a regular basis which i know kind of sucks because you want to listen to something on a regular basis and know when you're going to get another episode but uh just life is is busy now for us and a lot for you with the yeah the infant twins so i keep proclaiming i think i'm on year two now saying this but you keep proclaiming that i'd like to do a, a schedule but it hasn't worked out, so I can't even promise a schedule yeah. anymore. Well, that's we'll do it when we can. And uh, that's it. You that's know, the, man, kinda... that's the planner in me. I'm a big. I love planning and having a structure, and it's not working out too well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just do it when we can, and when you get one in your feed, you'll be happy you'd have it, and you can listen to it a couple times. <laughs> that's what we do. At least I do. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, like I said, go back and just explore some of the other shows, too, in the feed that I've been doing with the Rankums and everything. So uh, trying to keep everything as much as a variety as we can within the same feed. Kind of what we're trying to do over there at the Retro Network. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for your feedback, and, and please do so uh, when you can over there on YouTube where we do our recording session video and then, obviously, our Facebook, Twitter or rediscover the 80s right and that's gonna wrap it up again we invite you to join us on rediscover the 80s.com our social media outlets and as we close it's too hot to handle too cold to hold you ain't hurt nothing this funky with or without you another one bites the dust i play my part and you play your games lonely nights that come memories that go while running down memory jogger This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast.